I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 87 of this program. We covered a lot of ground today. Uh, proud of uh, uh, all the folks who were kind enough to join us, uh, share information with us, and keep us up to speed as we continue uh, this seemingly never-ending battle against the coronavirus. Now, I say seemingly because it's not true. We will, at some day, at some point, uh, emerge victorious over this foe we are facing right now. I, I, I believe that. I truly do. Uh, especially here in Utah, we are specially equipped uh, with uh, discipline and uh, stick-to-itiveness and perseverance and the knowledge and wisdom to, to overcome this enemy. We're doing well. We just got to keep it up for a little while longer. Uh, and things may not return to uh, the normal we uh, remember from before these days began, uh, but we'll get back to a, a more comfortable way of living here pretty soon. Uh, I'm confident of that. Anyway, one of the uh, one of the aspects that uh, obviously you and I are facing is this uh, social distancing. Uh, it's almost try. I, I, I'm almost. Uh, it's like a bad taste I have in my mouth every time I say that word. I feel like I have uttered the phrase social distancing so many times on these airwaves. You have to be uh, sick of hearing that phrase because uh, I am sure sick of saying it. Uh, but with that said, uh, I wondered to myself, who among all of the human beings crawling around this earth? Who is the best equipped? Whose life experience has best prepared them uh, for for this moment? And uh, I, I did a little bit of brainstorming myself. I thought, uh, well, you know, so maybe maybe uh, I would reach out and find some uh, some prisoner who had been sentenced to uh, I don't know solitary confinement or something like that. What's it like? And I thought, oh, that's a little dramatic. That's <laughs> maybe the parallels aren't exactly direct in that case. But then I got thinking uh, about a book I read a little while ago. Uh, Scott Kelly, an astronaut, spent uh, uh, one calendar year aboard the International Space Station. Uh, and I thought, you know what? I bet you, I bet you an astronaut knows a, a thing or two about uh, being uh, alone for an extended period of time, socially distancing, uh, practicing isolation. And so I, I said, uh, hey, uh, Amy, do me a favor. Uh, Producer Amy, would you uh, get on the horn with NASA and see... Uh, if if they might have a, an astronaut willing and available to chat with us on the phone and share some of their insight uh, and and expertise as we uh, deal with our, our own form of social distancing, uh, and she uh, was successful. She tracked down uh, astronaut Ricky Arnold, uh, fascinating uh, individual. You know, he started his career, his professional career, as a, a middle school teacher. Uh, in the 80s, he got his uh, teaching certificate, and he was a teacher in, in Maryland and around the world. He taught science and math and a little bit of social studies. 
And then, uh, you know, time went on. And in 2004, uh, NASA said, hey, uh, uh, friend, you want to be an astronaut? And Mr. Arnold said, uh, yeah, I absolutely would. That'd be great. And so he, uh, from there, uh, ultimately would go on to uh, be aboard uh, Space Shuttle Discovery in one of its uh, final missions. Uh, and then after that, uh, he would uh, travel aboard a, a Russian uh, space shuttle up into uh, Earth's orbit, uh, aboard the International Space Station, where he, uh, on that earlier discovery mission, had installed uh, some of the panels that provided power and electricity to that uh, station. And he would uh, return to that and spend over 200 days. And so uh, when we were on the phone today, I wanted to talk to him uh, about isolation, about advice. Uh, and first off, I asked uh, what advice uh, he might have uh, for teaching kids at home right now. You know, stick, stick to a schedule as best you can and see what uh, opportunities this presents, presents you. You know, everything life brings you is an opportunity to learn, and this will be something they'll be talking about for the rest of their lives. And what can they learn from it that would be a, a good thing to be thinking about. Everything life brings you is an opportunity to learn. That's what the astronaut said. Write that one down if you can. That's a good piece of advice. Next question I asked had to do uh, with just basic tips. What, uh, what are his best tips for surviving in isolation? You know, dur during this time, we, we really all have to, uh, you know, to, to kind of take a moment and, and see, you know, what changes can we make and how can we adapt to a situation that none of us are really prepared for. And, and I also think it's really important uh, when we're in space, you know, we've been doing this a long time. NASA has a lot of experience with people being isolated uh, in, in very unique environments. It's just really critical you try to keep, keep connections um, even while you're doing it at a distance. We were very fortunate. We had, we had our own small community of six on the ISS, which sounds really small back then, but it sounds pretty big right now. Um, yeah. And uh, so I had that, that community there, but I also was able to regularly reach out to people that I spoke to regularly, like my family. And I spent a fair bit of time in space reaching out to people I haven't spoken to in a long time just to reestablish old connections. I think that's just, just a really healthy thing to grow a community in the environment that we have uh, before us. Did you hear what he said there? He said that he spent some of his time on the International Space Station reaching out to people in his life with whom he had not had contact in a long, long time. Uh, if I'm honest, I have been doing a bit of that myself, uh, not because I, <laughs> I share the mentality of, a, of an astronaut or that I am of that capacity or anything like that, but I, you know, I have found myself with a little bit more time on my hands, and uh, you know, we've been forced to have this new perspective on things, and I have wondered a lot about the experience uh, of my uh, former friends and maybe former coworkers and teachers and, like, uh, and such like that. And I have, uh, from time to time, during the uh, course of the last month or so, uh, cold called some of those folks from my past. Uh, I asked, I asked the astronaut, I asked uh, Ricky Arnold, I, I said, who did you call from space? Oh, I, I, friends, family members I haven't spoken to a while, in a while. I actually called uh, my old schools. I called, uh, I called just the front desk at the school where I went to high school, middle school, and elementary school. And, uh, and just called the secretary from the space station. Um, my high school, she actually hung up on me twice before I finally got her to answer the phone. I said, please don't hang up. I'm really calling from the space station. Go to Google and look me up. I went to high school there. Uh, but just to thank them for the important part they played. You know, most of the teachers I had are gone. Uh, they're, they're no longer working at those schools. But just the institution itself played a huge role in getting me where I am today. And I just called to kind of thank them and 
let them think about the possibilities for the students they have with them today. That's a cool, cool thing. Really, really cool. Uh, time is, is tight. I have uh, just two minutes left in the program today. I want to share with you one last thing uh, the astronaut revealed, uh, uh, not necessarily relating to space, but, you know, if you uh, qualify to be a NASA astronaut, you are uh, of a unique mind, and you uh, have a unique approach to the world, to the to living life, uh, and you learn in a way that's different than the, than the rest of us. And uh, one of the ways that uh, I, I like to look into the mind of, of someone else is to ask about what they're reading. I asked uh, astronaut Ricky Arnold uh, what books he's reading right now. I got two different uh, books going right now, one of which I'm reading uh, a historical fiction, uh, the Aubrey Maturin um, uh, series about working on uh, in the Royal Navy on a tall sailing ship, which kind of takes me to all places of the world I would never get to, although I've seen many of them yeah. in space. And I've also been reading some essays uh, – by Wendell Berry. I'm looking at my nightstand right now and uh, just about uh, life on a farm in rural Kentucky. So a little bit of, of fiction and a little bit of nonfiction. Uh, I, what a wonderful insight. Uh, I, I am not uh, aware or familiar of either of those authors that he mentioned, but uh, I've written them down. Uh, and I'm going to, as soon as I sign off, uh, the program today. I'll go on to Facebook, my Lee Lonsberry Facebook page, and I'll uh, I'll write. Uh, I'll share with you exactly uh, who the astronaut is reading right now. This Aubrey Maturin series uh, is uh, a fascinating thing, a little bit of historical fiction. Uh, that's a genre that I will admit have uh, not read much of. And then, of course, uh, the Wendell Berry essays uh, touching on life on a farm in rural Kentucky. Uh, perspective is important and it uh, looks like the astronaut there is looking for uh, someone else's perspective to see uh, what life is like as lived by someone else. Fascinating stuff. Uh, grateful to him for uh, making himself available. Also grateful to producer Amy for arranging that conversation. It was one of the highlights, I, I think, so far uh, of being a host on this radio show is talking to a bona fide NASA astronaut. Well, that's it for today. I'm going to sign off. Uh, tomorrow we're going to continue to cover uh, certainly the special session, uh, which is underway right now on Utah's Capitol Hill with legislators spread out around the state, uh, dialing in remotely in this new era. Fascinating stuff. We'll see uh, what they come up with tomorrow. Uh, that's it for today. I'm Lee Lonsberry.